Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Here's Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. Hi, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a Tuesday, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Trent Condon, myself, Ken Miller, with you for the next couple of hours talking sports with you. Uh, on the BMW of Des Moines guest list today, first hour, only uh, one uh, guest going to join us, uh, Scott Dockerman from The Athletic. He published a piece that just posted this morning at The Athletic. It is a lengthy read, but if you're a Hawkeye fan and I uh, like to maybe go back to times you don't remember, times you weren't alive during, times you lived in Canada, never heard of the Hawkeyes. <laughs> um, it was. It's a great read. It's on Alex Karras, who, I mean, what a life, Trent. What a life from where he started and all the... Um, the stuff he went through to get eligible to stay at Iowa. He quits. He goes back. He quits. He goes back. He hates the coach. Uh, it's a really good read on Alex Karras, who ends up in Hollywood, of all places, right? In, in a big-time way. Huge. A guy that uh, was a starring role in Blazing Saddles back yeah, uh, Mongo. As, as Mongo. And, I mean, one of the most memorable roles of a comedy, certainly of that era. Yeah. You would have to say something right. that still stands stands up today as a comedy and just the greatness of that Although film. I'm not sure that it gets a lot of play today because of some of the language. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, a little bit different. That's not mm-hmm. one you can just flip on nope. TBS or something nope. and get away with it. it got to go a little deeper into cable to get that one yeah. out there. And he uh, starred in one of my favorite comedies growing up, Webster. So you watched it. I never I watched it, but um, but I, I'm familiar with it. I mean, I saw the commercials all the time. Mm-hmm. What's the little guy's name again? Webster. We- well, Emmanuel Lewis. Emmanuel Lewis, right. Yes. And I had no connection that Alex Karras played at Iowa. Is that I right? just enjoyed the show. Yeah. I enjoyed the show with without knowing that because uh, I wanted to be Emmanuel Lewis. I wanted some rich family to adopt me. <laughs> Oh, so that's that's what happened. Yeah, I didn't, yeah. Know, I didn't it was know that about a rich the show. family. He had okay. like this elevator type thing behind the clock that he'd go up and down and uh, be able to hide out if he got in trouble with George Papadopoulos and his second wife at the time. That was the uh, the co star of that. That was one of my favorites. George and then, Papadopoulos. He's he's all caught up in this Russia scandal, isn't right? Well, it's not the same guy. No, obviously, but isn't that the name? Right? <laughs> I, wasn't I, I, I think it, he is? Isn't that the air quote coffee boy that started the whole? I don't want to go down that yeah, road. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm okay. pretty sure that's his name. Anyways, um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to talking to Doc about this because he's been working on it for a long time. Trent. It's a long read. It is. Make sure to carve out uh, a lot of time How to long? get through 10, this 10, 15 minutes? Uh, more 15, 20 mm-hmm. if you're uh, really going through. And that was kind of part of it. Because the world changed that when I, 50, I don't know if I've got 15 minutes to read this. Well, do you remember when you would actually print these things out and then read them that way? Yeah. when? 
I mean, this was late 90s, early 2000s. Instead of reading on the computer screen, I would do that so much. Right. Print these stories out in the school computer lab and use all their ink while well, you're paying for it. So that was the direction that I would go. And and these long-form stories that yeah. I still enjoy. I love long-form pieces. And was it earlier this week or late last week we were talking about reading books? Mm-hmm. And, um, and you still haven't read the uh, – um, well, anyway, we'll get back to that. Yeah, it's – those pieces where you can really about the dive the piece on the outside. Oh, the, yeah. I still haven't found it. It's crazy. It shows up on my timeline all the time. Well, I don't know why. Yeah, and I went through the Royals page. I didn't mm. find it there. I searched Zach Grinky. It wouldn't pop up there. Now, regardless, that, that was uh, a while back. This one, though. No, no it's current. It's fresh. It's good. And yes. Doc's going to talk about it in about 20 minutes or so uh, with us. Got a lot more to get into with Daka, along mm-hmm. with his piece on Karis. Of course, more on Akram Wadley. We touched on that mm-hmm. a little bit yesterday, and uh, we'll dive a little bit deeper. And look, what- Trent, you'd be I I would be naive to think that that common sense tells me there's something wrong here, right? Yes. I mean, there we're now up to over five dozen former Hawkeye players have come out. Here's the. Akramati has no credibility. Sadly, right. do I believe that this happened? I absolutely do. If this was a court of law. And it's not. It's a court of public opinion. Mm-hmm. But, well, hang on a second. You're, you're politicking for your brother to get a scholarship here? You're telling me it was this bad? And you had all of these things? And, and you regret your experience at the University of Iowa, but trying to get your brother in school? It's not a good look. That's the part that is very you difficult. You can't get past that, no, Trent. You can't. Because I, I can't. Think the biggest and I think that he was wronged. I do yeah, believe yeah. he was wronged. But to say that and then come out a couple of months later and say, I would tell nobody to right. go to the University of Iowa. Right. It doesn't really go well, in lockstep. There's some sour grapes we were... maybe that his brother didn't get in there. And then you combine that with uh, this past Christmas. There are a lot of long, young Hawkeye fans that thought, well, their parents anyways, thought that Santa was going to park some memorabilia under the tree. Mm-hmm. And they paid for the memorabilia that was going to be parked under the tree. Santa didn't come down the chimney with the Hawkeye gear in the sack. Right. He stiffed them. Right. And then when they reached out to him, he disappeared. It's a credibility issue. It's a it's, huge credibility issue. It's not issue. an issue with him and his time and him looking back upon it, not with the fond memories that a lot of people have of their experience, either as a football player or as a student, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. That's not what it is. But when you combine this all together, and that's the conversation we have with right. Rel Johnson Coolianos, there are layers uh-huh. to this. It's not just as easy as... I believe DJK was wronged. Well, no doubt. Yeah. There, there were parts that the staff went too far. Mm-hmm. Were these guys problems? I think you could say that. I think you could say that they caused issues inside the football program. Did the well, they didn't conform, and that's the biggest problem. And that's a problem. That's an Iowa problem because you shouldn't have to conform. You shouldn't have to conform to a white culture. Precisely. That's football what I programs. Meant. Yeah, you got there, to. There's conformity. Absolutely. I mean, that's something you have to there's do. There's a discipline in this sport, and there right. always will be, and there always has been. And pretty much any sport. At the mm-hmm. D1 level, you're playing D1 athletics. Absolutely. There is a certain level of conformity that yeah. you have to do in order to stay above the fray. Yeah. And those are two guys that had their issues with that. This bad look for Brian Ferentz. This, yes. this is this is the, um, you know, as the longer this goes and the more that comes out, um, this this is a bad look for Brian Ferentz. And look at where's the buck stop? The buck stops at the coach at the at the top, right? And he's got to. I'm talking about Kirk. He's got to take some. Uh, some of this has to show, end up on his plate. But I would catch as a break because it's Akron Wadley and DJK. If this was James Daniels, right? Yeah. Or if this was I don't know Broderick Bins, Mike Daniels, Mike Daniels. Um, you know, if they were the ones that were as vocal and 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 were continuing to put this stuff out. 
this would uh, this would be a much bigger story. But because it's the the two guys in particular, the Akram Wadley, who's just you, there's zero credibility there. You mentioned, and again, I believe him. Right? Yeah, and it's that's kind of the difficult part about this because you believe it, but then there's the credibility. Uh-huh. And do you believe? And, and that's the part that becomes tough too. Can you believe everything? Because no, on the surface I'm level, sure, no, you can't believe everything. We're, we're supposed to at least believe their their truths. Mm-hmm. I believe he tried to get his brother into the University of Iowa yeah, after yeah. having the worst experience of his life. What? Yeah. And again, that's the part that's. Brian what do you Ferentz, have against your brother? How does this play out? We're I don't know. Trent. Gary this is, said this really gives, Yep. This is a. This is one to watch. This is. If there is another shoot a drop, if there is another. Um, Iowa coach that gets caught up in this to the extent that they lose their gig, it's clearly him. Kirk's going to Kirk's going to be fine. He's going mm-hmm. to have to change things. Uh, they, he, he said uh, in the statement that the University of Iowa put out yesterday that these meetings continue to happen behind closed doors. They're not going to publicize every time they get together and meet, uh, and nor should they. Um, but Brian Ferentz has has not been painted um, with a very kind brush in this. And here's the thing. The Hawkeye sports media knows what a short fuse and what an a-hole he can be. They saw it firsthand. No doubt. Something they had never, ever seen any assistant coach do before. When he snapped in the middle of a game for crying out loud. Went after the instant replay official. Right. Banging on the door of the replay booth. You don't see that. It's the most unprofessional thing. Well, there's probably a lot of unprofessional things. But that's that's on the list. So we know he's got a short fuse. But again, it's it's Akram Wadley. Mm -hmm. And and his story. So we'll talk Mm -hmm. about that. Certainly much more here coming up in 15 minutes with Scott Dockerman from The Athletic. And then we have the continued uh, questions of COVID and what's happening in that realm. It's just one layer after Mm -hmm. another. I don't know. Have you seen the the picture of the gift before? It's of a cartoon and this guy just sitting there with fire all around him. No. It's some cartoon. Right. And he just says, this is fine, and takes a little drink of his coffee as the fire is burning yeah, around him. In closing. And for the last month, that has been me. Mm-hmm. That has been me. It's Maybe going to I'm be in fine. denial. And I think, I I think I've been there, too. Yeah, because we're so close to getting the return of sports, right? Right, yeah. We've been waiting for this since the middle of March. And the fire's burning that. around us, and we're both just taking a sip of coffee saying, this yeah. is fine. You remember how long ago was Rudy Gobert came out and was breathing on everybody? You know what? He, he, he did the country a favor. I mean, he, he was a complete a-hole the way he did it. But he shut it down. Yes, he did. He shut it down. Maybe before. a favor's not the right way to but but he he... Unintentionally did well. some light on something yeah. that we had no idea about at the time. Um, and he's still, apparently, he's still uh, uh, feeling the effects of it. He still oh, can't really? smell. Oh, I did hear that. Yeah. yeah that. He's still, and this when he was one of the first ones we knew of uh, that was stricken by the virus. So maybe I'm in denial, Trent. I, I think probably that's the case because I've been as scared as anybody about it. Mm-hmm. You have. And, um, you were in front of this. You were talking about it in January. I know. Why well, the, the data started. I believe yeah. the science. I do. Um, and I said, you've been watching too much. And maybe I have. Too much but, news. Uh, and reading too much Twitter. Oops. I click on the links and, you know, I, I want to see that stuff. But I think it's probably, no, no, no. You're not pulling the rug out from me. We're this close to baseball. I'm going to watch MLS next week. I am. Not just because we, uh, I think Ross or Russ, Russ, um, his son works for, for the uh, Miami franchise, but what else are you going to do? I'll watch a little bit of it. I like soccer. Uh, normally during the World Cup or during the Olympics, but maybe I'll get into this. But it's, I just want to watch a game. I want to watch a game. I want to watch nine innings. I want to watch three periods. Yeah. Anything, please.
So maybe, maybe that's it. So we will talk uh, to Scott Dockerman coming up here in about 15 minutes. 11 o'clock, Nick Nelson. We're going to continue our look at some of the MLB teams in the area. Nick Nelson will join us. He covers the Minnesota Twins. I have to think, and I haven't looked. I probably should have before we uh, got into this and will. He writes for Twins Daily, by the way. He will uh, join the program, talk about the Twins. Are the Twins going to be favored when the win totals and when the odds to win the combined central divisions come out? I'm anxious to see that. I think but it's they... not going to be a combined central division. So they're, that's not how they're no, doing it? No, no, no. It, it's still separated because it's the five teams in the American League get in, yeah. like the old system. Yeah. And the find, oh, five... so I thought they took the top two. Nope, the... nope, nope, nope. Gotcha. So it is still the old way. It is. Oh. That well, was one of those they... proposals that was out there initially right. about being combined, and you have three leagues, basically. Not going to be the case. It is still American League, National League. This is just the scheduling aspect. Well, thank you for correcting me. That would have been uh, that would have been bad if I had continued that take past where are we today? The last day of June. Got a couple of calls in here, uh, and then Zubin Mahante from ESPN at eleven twenty-five. We go around the world of sports with Zubin, but Nick Nelson from TwinsDaily.com will join us at uh, eleven o'clock. Again, Scott Dockerman, ten fifteen minutes or thereabouts. Got a great read on Alex Garris. It's a really good. It's long, um, but it's educational as well. Uh, Bob is up first. Bob, welcome to the program. What's on your mind? Ken, I got a question for you. It's something that I've been wondering for a couple decades. Fire away. And I think uh, I think a bunch of uh, bunch of your audience uh, wonders about this periodically too. Can you tell me the meaning behind 6-2? And no, seven? I honestly can't. I truly cannot. You really? You, I have you no know idea. You can't say. No, no. If I could say, I would say. Look, you want to ask any question about the jailbird? I'll be happy to answer. I mean, I don't know everything. Um, I don't know. I don't know you, when it started. I mean, it, obviously that was the that was the um, the sign off, if you will. And there's been a bunch of theories. It is there's a there's a, a movie, secret agent or something. Maltese Falcon is the name is of the movie is? that. It is said in that. Yeah. He maintained that it had sure. nothing to do with that. Yeah, Bob, look at He stole it from somebody. He stole something from... <laughs> I mean, this is his life, right? Stealing. Whether it be phrases I or... I can't imagine he would have stole anything from anybody. <laughs> Surprising, isn't it? It almost makes you fall <laughs> off your chair. Bob, I wish I could help you. I honestly don't know. And and to be to be real honest, I quit asking because I was never going to find out. And He wouldn't even tell you? No, 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 uh-uh. Wow. No. Okay. Well, I thought I might. We might finally. Uh, crack yeah. The code, but if, I, uh, if I knew, I would be happy to pass it along, my friends. And listen, not another thing, Bob. Thanks for uh, listening over the two decades. That means a lot to me. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I love you, Ken. Good to talk to you. Thanks, Bob. All right. You have yep. a good day. Uh, Joe is up next. Joe, welcome to Miller and Condon. How are you? Hey, I'm doing all right. Good. What's on your mind? Well, I, well, I just caught you guys halfway through talking about Alex Karras. Yep. And. I'm one of about five Lions fans in the state of Iowa. <laughs> right. Uh, but my biggest memory is the book Paper Lion because yeah. he was helping protect George Plimpton. Yep. And I'm so excited to hear this interview. I'm just pumped as hell. Yeah, you got to read it at the Athletic, uh, and, and I'm I'm glad that you're pumped. I'm looking forward to it as well. Scott's a great guest, and he, it's a really good read. Um, but it's educational for for me, Joe. I mean, I didn't grow up here, and I, Kenny Plain, ironically, former Hawkeye, was my all time favorite. I mean, he's my first sports crush, is what he was when he I was the quarterback for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers when I was growing up in Winnipeg as a little boy. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to this as well. So, you're a Lions fan. You remember him? Uh, he was a little before my time. Okay. 
But, but I mean, I know who the hell Alex Harris is. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, one of the best lions we've ever had. Now, you haven't had a lot, sadly, <laughs> have Could they fit on one hand? Calvin Johnson, Barry Sand. I, th- I put Stafford in there. He was terrific. Um, who, am I, who are we missing? What was well, the quarterback Sanders. from the six? The old quarterback. Um, oh, um, um, oh, shit. I bought my. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can't say yeah. that with Joe. Bobby Lane. Bobby Lane. a boy. Good pull, Joe. Joe, i got to let you go. Thank you. You bet. Have a good day, Yeah, did the same. Hope it didn't cost us your li- our license. <laughs> we got it. We did got you it. get it? Yeah, I got it. Uh, you know what? That word should be allowed. It sh- that one should be. It yes. should be allowed. There's way worse words right. than that one. That one is uh, now a year and a half into this over on, on this board. The first time I've had to use the dump button. <laughs> Was it? And Joe meant no harm. He didn't. No. <laughs> no harm. I, I said the exact same no, thing. No, this was. You guys times. are full of. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, this was, yeah, this was this was harmless, but good good for him. Hey, you know what? At some point, maybe we should do it now. I want to get into. Um, I'm not a poll taker. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I appreciate, you know, when on Sunday at about 4 o'clock, my Twitter feed starts to get clogged up. You know, your favorite ice cream, one of them's got to go. Oh, yeah. The, you like those ones. No, I don't like oh, them. Oh, you don't. I'm thinking, my it's God. too much. Really? This is the, and people respond like crazy they to do. them, right? Yeah. But I found myself being that person on this sound off biggest punch in the gut. Ah, yes. Yeah. Their gut punch championship. The gut punch championship. And good for them for doing that. 32 different moments yeah. throughout the years from the state of Iowa. Trent, there's one that stands above. I have no idea how far it went, but I don't think it made the final. Okay. There is one that is so far, in my opinion, Head and shoulders over anything that ever happened to an Iowa sports team or athlete that it's not even close. It's not even close. It's not even close. No. I mean, this one made the list, at least, but I don't know how far it got in the competition. All right, let's start with the team. No. No? That'll give it away? No. Is it you and I? No. Is it Iowa State? No. Drake? No. It's Iowa? No. It's the United States of America. United States of America? Yes, and she was in front and pulling away with one hurdle left to go when she clipped the hurdle in the 2008 Olympic Games, where had she not clipped it, Lolo Jones would have been standing on the podium as an Iowan as the national anthem of your country played. Come on. This isn't getting beat to go to the Sweet 16 where you would have got pasted. This isn't losing to Michigan State for the right to play Alabama where you would have got pasted. This wasn't uh, the Iowa State one comes maybe close. The uh, the Eustachie team, the two thousand team that ultimately two, won this contest. The, 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 man, that was. But Lolo Jones, man, and I'm not a Lolo Jones fan per se. Uh. She certainly capitalized on her. On being Lolo Jones, mm-hmm. good for her. Yes, right. It's it's a, that's all about it, right? But come on, this is the Olympics. These are the best athletes in the world. She's pulling away. She's got one hurdle left to clear. Actually, it was the ninth of tenth hurdles, and she clipped it goodbye like the toenail. Lost her stride and finished fourth. Trent, she would have won the gold medal. But that's the ultimate. That's a gut punch, though. How many Lolo Jones fans had the same? But visceral... this is your country. This isn't your Hawks or your Clones, right? But or that your Panther. Yeah, that matters more. Does it? Maybe yeah. it's not. Maybe it's my Canadian showing. To me, it means more. 
I would have if I was if I was a hockey player, right? Mm-hmm. Stanley Cup's great. Winning an Olympic gold medal for my country would meant more to me. I think when I see the boys win a gold medal in hockey, I cry because a it's my sport and b it's my country. I don't but, do that with. I love basketball. I love right. playing basketball. I don't have that when USA wins a gold medal. Well, that's because they should. That's because they're so But dominant. even when they did with the college players, yeah. it didn't have that same kind of reaction. It was I, ultimately winning. I mean, I, I'm USA surprised. could win the gold medal in everything for the next two Olympics. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't matter. Unless, or I can trade but, it for. But again, these teams that got knocked out in these awful moments, and you and I's moment against Texas A&M was just atrocious, right? Finished second in the contest. I mean, yeah, that's, a, that's historic. 12 Point lead I mean, you'll never see it happen again. Left. I get no. that. Never see it happen again. But for the, if you would have won, you would have got pounded by Oklahoma, who didn't they play for a national championship this, that year? Went to the Final Four. Got killed by Villanova. Villanova beat him, right? And then Villanova won the championship. Yep. Right. Right. Um, yeah, man. She, she's pulling away. These are the best athletes in the world. Every country in the world's represented. But who's voting on this? Well, Fans I get it. These I get it, and that's why. Um, and how many people do you see walking around town in a little Jones t-shirt? Nobody. Nobody. I just totally agree. And how many hockey clubs? But to me, Panther the biggest disappointment, sports-wise. But that's a different. This is gut punch. Well, that's. Uh, and when it happened, I felt bad for. Her, yeah, I did too. But I was over it by that night. No, I didn't take me that night. I was <laughs> over with because I mean, if she would have had a maple leaf on her chest, maybe it would have taken till the end of the night yeah. for me. But man, oh man. But I was over it. Yeah. And I was over it quickly. That you and I lost? No, a lot of people still t- to this day. I didn't get over it. You've heard me t- tell the UC- UNLV Elite Eight story yeah. a dozen times now. I- I've said that story because that reaction now, 33 years later, it still lives inside of me because that reaction, that moment, as a seven-year-old, I remember vividly mm-hmm. that moment. I I kind of remember the Lolo Jones. I remember the highlight more. I don't remember where I was watching it. I know yeah. I was watching it. Yeah, me too. But I, I don't remember where I was. I don't remember what else Pretty was happening. Pretty good chance I was in my living room in Ankeny. <laughs> <Right. laughs> yes. I, I think it's not, not a real stretch to find out yeah. where you were. Yeah. I can't even remember where I was living at the time. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember what Olympics that was now. As 2008. I back 2008. Yeah. So I was here. I had lived here, I guess, for a couple of years at that time. But I just don't have that same kind of reaction to it because you're not a fan of that. And that's yeah. what this is. A gut punch for the fans. And because of that... I understand your Lolo Jones take. This is the United States of America, not Hawks, Clones, Bulldogs. Well, Panthers. and to be fair, too, your Canadians haven't had nearly the success that no, the U.S. We, does in the Olympics. No, Winter Olympics, though. Winter well, yeah. Olympics, right. I mean, nobody cares about that. No, there's only one sport I care about in the Winter Olympics, to be honest. Bobsledding? <laughs> no, that's not it. Only one gold medal. Um, yeah, I guess. maybe. And this could be generational, just the Olympics mean something different to you. I was born in 1980. I don't remember mm-hmm. the Miracle on Ice. Mm, I do. I see the movie. I've read about it, but yeah. that's it. And the Olympics have a different feel for me probably than they do you. The first Olympics I remember, 1988, and that was Ben Johnson, and that was... Yeah, that was a bad, bad one, too. <laughs> yes, yeah. And, yeah. and the scandal that Carl rocked Lewis. him through, and yeah. the basketball team not winning the gold medal, leading to 92 in the Dream Team. That was, so, that, was, that was a typical Canadian moment, right? You're on top of the world, and the very next day, boom. He was Jamaican anyway. It's true. You're 100. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. And I've always said this. You are what your birth certificate says you are, right? That's why you're Canadian. That's why I am, and I always will be. Um, but I was kind of surprised that that, that no one. Um, I mean, that, hey, look, I, I understand Hawks, Clones, uh, Bulldogs, Panthers moved the needle here, and we're grateful for that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I thought that that one, 
may go a little bit further. I have no idea if it even advanced out of the first round. Do you have a bracket? I have I have the bracket. I don't have one that goes back, though, to gotcha. those opening rounds. I got one that advanced a little bit later. In fact, I believe Lola Jones might have lost in the first round. I think she did. Yeah. That was my whole point. To the MVC tournament game from a couple of years ago from you and I when they blew the 18-point lead and ultimately didn't make the NCAA tournament. Interesting. Well, uh, anyways, hats off to... Uh, to Channel Thirteen, look, uh, we've we're all trying to come up with something to, you know, carry us through this era, the non-sports era. Uh, Channel Thirteen has done a good job of doing that, and they uh, drug it up for a few weeks, which is good content-wise for them. Uh, as uh, they're all do, we're all trying to do the same thing. But I thought Lolo Jones, that one to me was, man, she's in front, one hurdle to go, one hurdle from the greatest moment of her life, and clipped. The little, number nine. And the other part, Lolo Jones, just the story, I got such a just... It was, felt, there was overkill, Trent. There was overkill. It, it I remember way it well. too far. It was, it was creepy. It went too far. With the, the media here in this town, it went too far, and it wasn't just, here's this great athlete. There yeah. was more to it. Yeah. And the creepiness factor, it always bothered me yeah. at the time. Well. And maybe that was a reason, too, where ultimately... Right now, there's not going to be this weird fawning anymore. Yeah, well, true. Uh, let's take a couple more calls. We'll uh, get out of here. We'll get Scott Dockerman on the uh, Alex Karras story. Of course, Doc writes from The Athletic. Dan is up. Uh, Dan, welcome to the show. How are you, Dan? Good. Yourself? Fine, thank you. Hey, uh, so I was thinking about that Lolo Jones, and maybe the reason it's not as big of a gut punch yeah. is because we didn't get to watch it live. Oh, is, um, I see. I don't remember that, but you're probably right. Beijing, right? Right. So yeah. we all heard the story before we actually got to see oh, it. Oh, I forgot about that angle to it. Interesting take, Dan. It wasn't yep. it wasn't live. Yeah. Right. It wouldn't have been. Um but pretty big pretty big story nonetheless. And again, I just thought that it, it probably should have gone a little bit further. I mean I've um but um, apparently, I'm the lone one in that boat. Dan, thanks for that. That's a really good take on your part. Appreciate it. No problem. Good to hear from you. Uh, Troy wants to chime in. Hi, Troy. Great show, guys, as always. I agree with Trent that it's generational. Yeah. I was in high school. Remember at a, at, I remember watching the 86 Rose Bowl at a Rose Bowl party after the third fumble. <laughs> many of the, and in Iowa, many of them... Uh, went ahead and just assumed the game was fixed, and they proceeded to drink. Any of the adults, <laughs> yeah, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, right? Yeah, I, I was in kindergarten. I wanted to drink watching that disaster. Oh my god, Troy, how you been? Uh, Had a long time. Well, I've been, I've been well. Thank you. Really enjoy. I've been following you. Um, gotta um, say that uh, you guys have been doing a great job during the pandemic and uh, keeping everyone informed. I uh, want to recommend, and Doctorman retweeted this, that Washed Up Walk-Ons podcast yeah. with uh, James Daniels and uh, um, the, and the Washed Up Walk-Ons, uh, Jordan Lomax, too. Yeah, I, I, I mean, do. It was all players. Yeah, absolutely. I've heard good things about it. We had Kluver on, I think, the week prior to him recording that one. But, uh, yeah, Doc and Mark both appreciated that one. Troy, i got to move on. Thank you. Good to talk to you. Take care, guys. Yeah, you do the same. Sam, and then we'll get to a break so we can get Doc in here. Hi, Sam. Hey, Kenny. Um, I 100% agree with you. I think the Lolo moment would be the biggest gut punch. And the difference is, is you know, you're talking about uh, a girl who grew up in Des Moines, Iowa. Right. It's not 
you know, it's not Hawkeyes with, uh, you know, where half the team has Iowa roots mm-hmm. or, or a Hoiberg, the coach is from Iowa and stuff like that. You're talking about a girl who grew up here yep. and achieving something that only a few people have. It's not just a game to go to the Sweet 16. Yeah, t- that, I can tell you. Yep. I, I can tell you where you were when that happened. Where? You were you were on the air because I was listening. Is that a fact? And, yeah, and you and your uh, yeah. former partner. Yeah. You know, you were the ones that uh, made everyone here aware of of, of what happened. Wow, I didn't sure. remember that. I don't think it was while it happened, but it was shortly after, and I'm. I'm driving home to from from Fort Dodge back to Central Iowa, and that's when I heard what happened and and how she lost it. And it wasn't until later on that day that uh, that got to watch it. So. Isn't that wild, Sam? I didn't. Yeah. I don't remember that. Uh, but thank you for sharing that moment with me. That uh, that's cool. You bet you have. Yeah, you have a good day too. Good. Thanks, Sam. Appreciate that. Um, well, there you go. I learned something about yes. myself. <laughs> I wonder if Lola Jones went to Iowa State too instead of LSU. Maybe if that um, connection would have been even deeper. Yeah, yeah. it's such a I means the biggest stage, sporting yeah. stage in the world. Is it bigger than the Super Bowl? No, not in this country. No, of course. I mean, worldwide. I don't know. Do I other countries have? You know, I've told you before. My wife lived in Japan for a couple of years. Yeah. They think it's very odd that we sing the national anthem before every sporting mm-hmm. event. And another thing. The Olympics were happening in Beijing while she was there, and it wasn't that big of a deal in Japan. Hmm. It just, yeah, it was something, it was just another thing that was happening, but the way that we are entrenched inside of it and just how it stops the sports world seemingly for two weeks as we go through the Summer Olympics, it is different. And maybe that just shows you how much we love sports Mm -hmm. here in this country and maybe to an unhealthy level. How much would we give for the Olympics actually be happening in two weeks? Is that what it would be? Yeah, two weeks away. Right. That's crazy. It is. We'll take a time out. uh, Bottom of the hour here, 1030 Miller and Condon. Scott Dockerman uh, will join us next. Long piece uh, on Alex Karras. It is a terrific read. Doc joins us next. Trent and I take you until noon. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KX101. Thank you for supporting Food Bank of Iowa. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. Welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Take you until noon. Going to talk some twins at the top of the hour with Nick Nelson from Twins Daily. Uh, and then Zuba Mahente from ESPN joins the program. Right now, Scott Dockerman, we've been talking about this for the first half hour of the program, on and off. It's a great read at The Athletic. Uh, the focus of the uh, long read is Alex Karras and the author of the piece, it's Scott Dockerman, and he joins us. Hello, Doc. Trenton, Ken, congratulations. Uh, well done, Scott Dockerman. Uh, well, thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun to put it all together, and uh, I'm glad now that uh, it, it, took, it took me about five months to, to get Jeez. it going, but here I am now. <laughs> yeah, I see, Doc. You said you, you've told us over the weeks you've been spending doing a lot, of, uh, a lot of work on this Alex Karras piece. I didn't realize it was five months. But what put the idea in your head? This always, I always like to find these things out of me. What was it that, you know what, I got to do, uh, what's, um, what triggered you, I guess, to write on Alex Karras? I think a lot of it was going back to when uh, the, the centennial class for the Pro Football Hall of Fame was announced in January. And, 
And, uh, you know, I've always kind of thought Alex Karras was kind of an interesting figure, not in, you know, not only with the Iowa, but with the Detroit, and with the, uh, you know, what some of the movies, you know, Bongo and Blazing mm-hmm. Saddles. So I wanted to know a little bit more about him. I wrote his obit when I was at, even at the Cedar Rapids Gazette eight years ago, and I just wanted to know a little more. So once I started go, getting involved and, and looking into it, then I was able to talk to his brother, who's still alive in Florida, and and uh, the Shine family, and, yeah. and Spencer, who who kept him for that summer. Uh, Mike Panos, whose father was a major influence in his life here in Iowa City. So, uh, you know, and Jerry Hilgenberg, uh, one of his position coaches, is still alive in Iowa City. And, and I got a chance to talk to them. And then, of course, I went through pretty much every newspaper for a four-year period mm. um, in the state just to get more information. And so... Uh, I was able to put it all together, and it, it took a long time. There was a lot. I didn't do it, of course, exclusively for five months, but I did. Uh, you know, every time I seemed to get close, and something would happen with Iowa. <laughs> but you know, but other than that, I uh, I was glad I was able to get it done. The story of him going up and, and living in that cabin up on Boji with the shine. Yes, it's a story that I had heard for years. But the part of the uh, the piece that you did today that I had never heard before is one of his brothers doesn't believe it. Right. Doesn't believe that he was up there in Northwest Iowa hanging out before he could enroll in classes. Take us through that part of it. Yeah, that, I tell you what, that is really interesting because um, that you know he, he had been hidden and 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 that was something that everybody kind of knew about. Up at you know the rumor was Okaboji, some had Lake Delhi, but uh, you know yeah, his own brother you know didn't even didn't believe it, called it baloney and everything else because he thought that he was still hanging out with them in, in Gary, Indiana during that summer. And he was gone for about six weeks and, and, uh, you know, he was living at this guy's house. He was an Indiana booster and, and, uh, then just up and disappeared. So it, it's just interesting. Cause you're kind of like, really? I mean, Alex admitted this and, and wrote about it in his book and, this guy, you know, has documentation on it and everything, and yet you don't believe it. But um, it, it just those disconnects uh, kind of enrich the story, no doubt about it. It really did. We'll get to the Panos connection in a second. I just uh, by his time that he spent at Okaboji Doc, maybe at least at that part of his life, uh, the way you write, maybe some of the more peaceful moments uh, of his life up until that point. It really seemed that he was able to. Uh, really enjoy the uh, uh, what he was doing, what he was living, the fishing, the walks, etc. It was a good part of his life, Scott Dockerman. Yeah, there was a calming couple of weeks, and of his life, it was that. Now he claims that he was, uh, you know, traumatized by it, but who knows? I mean, Alex really seemed to to embellish a lot of things. I think he let, you know, one light turn into a, a tornado at times, and but I think in this case, yeah, he was able to to go. He stayed in partly in Spencer's, partly at Lake Okaboji, uh, and was able to – he went to the uh, country club with the Shine family and learned how to gamble while he was there. That's right. <laughs> fun there. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that was, it, was just, it was just fascinating to see how things were different recruiting-wise. I mean, you know, obviously in the today's era, that would be a major violation that mm-hmm. uh, would probably get a team banned from the postseason for a little while. Uh, so with the Panos family, I would think, having as many people. They must have had a huge house, by the way. 125 people at party, 30 of them sleeping over, spending the night. Um, boy, Doc, uh, what what time that must have been to be alive and to be uh, have a connection to the Panoses. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I drove by the house because I just wanted to kind of place it. And, and uh, yeah, it's kind of this nice uh, property uh, right off the river and not that far from Kinnick Stadium. And um, yeah, they, they would have big parties. That, you know, he had a lot of connections in a lot of places. And I know Iowa did get investigated for Alex Karras, but one thing with uh, Ernie Panos and his family in uh, Gary, Indiana, that that was something that they were able to use so it didn't really get them in trouble. But, but uh, yeah, some of those great big parties. I mean, I think the funny one was Mike Panos said, you know, he went down and saw sleeping on the couch was Hubert Humphrey, you know, future <laughs> vice president of the yeah. United States. And, Democratic candidate '68, so uh, you know it was it was something, and and that family really you know took a liking to a lot of players, and and uh, it was it was just really a you know a fascinating era, no doubt about it. You certainly two sides of the story in this one, but Alex Karras, his side of things, and Forrest Evashevsky, mm. two guys with two big personalities, and uh, sound like they clashed a whole lot during their tenure together. Oh, oh yeah, they absolutely did, and. And, uh, you know, both of them have high egos. They're very stubborn. And, and uh, Alex Harris, you know, really seemed to resent authority. So, uh, and, and uh, Evashevsky was by the book. He was very strict. And so it didn't work very well together. And, uh, you know, he saw him as kind of this big figure in his way, Alex did. And, and Evie just tr- saw him or tried to treat him like any other player except one with an ex- incredible talent. And so it's just, uh, you know, once Karras left and went to the NFL, I mean, it just kind of festered this feud, and they never really worked it out. And I think at one point I was looking through an interview, and, and uh, Evashevsky said, you know, it's a wonder that, you know, did he even go to the school that I thought he went to? <laughs> I mean, it's just it's some of these crazy backgrounds, but. But really, the reconciliation made the story yeah. all worth it. Yeah, it really did. And even that's kind of, um, yep, they got together. And it, it didn't look like it was maybe the Hollywood ending, the warm and fuzzy that, uh, you know, once you read the piece and see the uh, animosity, because that certainly comes out in it between the two individuals, that it wasn't as maybe as warm and fuzzy. It was, yep, um, they, they did. They shook hands. They said a couple of things to each other, but... Really, not the happiest of endings, Doc. You know, not you know. I mean, it wasn't like they got up on the stage and and hugged it out in front of right. everybody and they cheered. But, but I mean, I think all things considered, when you have again the stubbornness of that, you know, in, in two thousand six, I remember that weekend. Uh, Purdue was there, and, and, and that was La- Evie's last, um, you know, public appearance, and and to be able to to at least put those bygones in the past was was really a, a big key moment for him and and uh you know alex could have very well ignored him mm-hmm. and moved on but you know to go up to him to shake his hand to say he's sorry and then for um you know and then for uh you know evie to accept it you know almost with a, a wave of the hand i think that was really uh you know telling and and you know a pretty you know, emotional, touching scene, you know, maybe not the big scene, but it was certainly emotional. You know, Doc, the beginning of your piece I I thought was so interesting, what Iowa football is going through in the continued conversation Mm -hmm. on race and Karis being of Greek descent and how that was looked upon differently. I remember my grandpa's telling me stories. One was Norwegian, one was Irish-German, and they didn't get along growing up and they were the same age because of that. How different the background was now, for the most part, you look around and well, everyone's white, but that wasn't the case back in the 50s. was not the case at all. I mean, you know, ethnicity was clearly defined by a lot of different ways. And, 
And, uh, you know, Alex Garris is in a proud Greek family. He came to Iowa and was called a grease ball, yep. and that really set him off. And uh, and then you look at Evashevsky, he was a he was a Polish descent, and he caught a lot of, uh, you know, flack for, for his uh, ethnicity. And then Bob Flora was Italian. So, I mean, they kind of lumped them all together, and they gave each other a really hard time over their ethnicity. But, uh, you know, but, some, but I, I guess I look at it in today's world as, you know, what you may say to me may not bother me, but it may bother somebody else. Mm-hmm. And so my experiences are not the same as anybody else's, and so you have to be careful with that. And back then, yeah, the ethnicities were more clearly defined but or than they are now, but, I mean, I think the, the racial component is you've got to be very careful in how you address people and when you how you do it. I mean, you know, if you want to go to the, the, the most current event, you look at Akram Wadley with the ski mask that maybe if I'm wearing a ski mask, that's something that I may laugh off. But if you're a young African-American player from the inner city, that's something that may uh, may look to be a racial stereotype and, and you have a different connotation. So I think that's something that a lesson that was happened 60 years ago, you know, you really need to apply it to today and, and understand what we're talking about. Scott Dockerman from The Athletic. We're talking about Alex Karras. Doc, one other piece in there that was remarkable, well, a couple of them uh, that we haven't got to yet, the fight. Uh, Flora, Evie, and Karras uh, in, in <laughs> Coach Evashevsky's office, and there's file cabinets sitting the ground. The desk is being overturned. Uh, you described it as a Hollywood stunt scene uh, from a movie, uh, but apparently this thing was um, it was on, Doc. <laughs> yeah, it was, and uh, this is this is one of the more fascinating passages. Is that um, Ernie Panos kind of begged Alex Karras to come back to Iowa, and he offered to pay for because he lost his scholarship at Iowa, and he was back in Gary, Indiana, and then uh, he offered to pay for his spring and summer classes, and if he could re-earn his scholarship, then he would be. Uh, uh, then Evie said he would pay back Ernie Panos that he hadn't, and this was right right before the Rose Bowl. I mean, they had a great season. Alex Karras was an All-American. Yeah. And he goes in there, and he's like, I can't do it. And the next thing you know, they're rolling around. And and, and that's, again, kind of like, uh, you know, the situation about whether or not Alex really lived in Spencer for six weeks or not, um, that Alex believed that, that Evie did pay back Ernie Panos. And then uh, his son, Mike Panos, said, well, I don't know if he actually got paid off or he just kind of said he did and just to kind of quiet the mood down a little bit. So, um, it's, uh, you know, but if you think about it today, again, right. same type of scenario. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you're, you know, Iowa's, you know, they may even get kicked out of the Big Ten again like they did in 1930. <laughs> Doc, uh, we'll get to the here and now here in a moment. One more, uh, a piece that you have. This is a great one on Alex Karras and you and some of the other staff worked on now raking college towns and their beer choices. Now, Iowa City was in there in the, uh, what, in the top 10, but, here in Des Moines, we're very happy to see Des Moines made your guys' list. Now, did you have some pull there? Where was the, the sway getting Des Moines into destinations to drink some beers for college towns across the country? Easily, that was Brian Hamilton, um, really? who uh, covers national college basketball. Yeah. And I be- I, I'm not sure you know, 100%, but I believe he was in Des Moines for that uh, the tournament a few years ago when Kentucky and Kansas yep. uh-huh. was there. And, and it just you know, raved about the Des Moines beer. It actually made me have to think about it a little bit more. I mean, I, I didn't really, it wasn't really at the top of my uh, thought process, but then I'm like, okay, I guess I can kind of see it, you know. Uh, you know, Exile and, and a lot of the other brands, mm-hmm. 
And so the, the more, you know, we kind of went through each site, and, you know, because I haven't drank every single site out there, but uh, the more we went through them, it's like, you know what, Des Moines does have a, an incredible craft beer scene, and, and Iowa City's has really shot up the last few years. So, uh, you know, both both are well represented, but, I mean, Des Moines doesn't have to take a backseat to anybody. It's, 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 it's pretty impressive, and the fact that, you know, and if Iowa State was in Des Moines, maybe it would be up higher. But, you know, to have Iowa State nearby, to have Drake, you know, right in, in town really helped Des Moines. And Des Moines got quite a reputation, you know, nationally for uh, its craft beer. You know, downtown Throwdowns is mentioned. And isn't that yes. Murph and Andy's beer? It is. I see the can right in front of me. Do we? Yeah, it's right there. That, no, it's not. It's empty down can. Uh, yeah, no, good stuff. Well, Doc, that was uh, very well done on uh, on Alex Karras. Took you a long time. Uh, it, it's a great read. So, you know, just his life, Doc, I mean, just from where he started, Gary, Indiana, uh, Gary, Indiana, to getting to Iowa, to being hidden over in uh, at Okaboji in the Spencer area, to getting back, then quitting, then coming back, the fight with his coaches, the way it ended. Um, and then the Hollywood stuff as well. I mean, just what an incredible... From where he started, no one would have seen the success that after the Mongo appearance, and that didn't go over real well with the family, apparently, uh, that he was portrayed that way. But, you know, no one could uh, dispute uh, that it was a uh, a launching point of his Hollywood career. And then to have the, the Webster show and the stardom that he achieved, what a remarkable, what a remarkable life. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's. From you know a poor background where his dad died when he was a, a child to to be able to to get a Big Ten scholarship to play football to have so many issues in college and yet you know he was a first round draft pick he, he got you know banned for a year in the NFL for gambling yeah. but but still to to now be a, a Hall of Famer I mean you know 50 years after he played his last game and and now uh, you know and then of course to go on he went he did Monday Night Football for a couple yep. of years. He was in some really funny, iconic movies. Of course, Blazing Battles being number one. The Porkies is up there, and oh, and forgot I about love Porkies. the Centennial series. Yeah, uh, and you know Webster too. He's known for. He's just you know he's he's larger than life, and I think this legacy is something that I'm glad I guess I could share. Just because you know there's so much there, and, and it's easy to gloss over him. But you know he was the first interior uh, defensive lineman or line period been his second in the Heisman, yep. and he was as dominant of a player in the 50s on the on the, especially on the defensive side of the ball as any as any player in the country for the entire decade so, go, going both uh, ways too i mean mm-hmm. remarkable right yeah and he didn't really care for offense which <laughs> no. uh, also led to one of his issues with heavy so yeah it's it's just really a fascinating life no doubt about it We'll let you go with this, Scott Dockerman from The Athletic, as we look at what's happening now around uh, Iowa football. You mentioned Akron Wadley and some of the allegations that came out from his side yesterday. You have that happening. You have COVID. Not going to be the quiet summer maybe sometimes you're used to just getting ready for the games. This has been an off season. I think we're all going to remember for a long time. It's a very important off season, and, and, and there's, there's a lot of ways this can go. I mean, you know, when you're talking about Iowa – First of all, you know, COVID affects everybody everywhere, and that's going to have a huge impact on what happens this fall. Do they get to play? You know, a month ago I thought they were. Two months ago I didn't think they would. And now I'm back to I'm kind of questioning what's going to happen to, uh, you know, what everything, you know, associated since, you know, George Floyd and then, you know, at Iowa locally, how that's been impacted, uh, you know, Chris Doyle leaving. 
it's just it's a really impactful year. There's there's a lot going on, and it's not over yet. And I think there's a lot of questions that that remain and and remain to the Iowa staff specifically and what they're going to have to address when this uh, you know investigation really wraps up here pretty soon. So I think it's um, it's, it's, a, it's a year we're going to remember and document for a long, long time, and it's not over yet. So we still got a ways to go to figure out exactly the context of it. I, I thought you put it very well. A very important uh, summer, a very important offseason. Well said, Scott Dockerman. Well written, Scott Dockerman. It's a great piece. It's at The Athletic. I believe there's still a trial uh, at going on at The Athletic. Uh, I highly, highly recommend it. Really well done, Scott Dockerman. Thank you for what you do for us, and uh, good job at The Athletic. Enjoy the rest of your staycation. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Thanks, guys. I appreciate the time. Good to talk to you. Scott Dockerman from The Athletic. Again, it's... um. It's it's well worth the three ninety nine or whatever it is mm-hmm. uh, a month four ninety nine. Uh, it's and there's a Iowa State story posted uh, today too. Max Olson. Oh, nice. We need to get a hold of him. We he do. That's the a good Big call. Twelve, yeah. right? We need to get him into the uh, into the rotation. Yeah, Des Moines showing up in the uh, top college towns. It's pretty good. Yeah, and and Murph and Andy's beer getting a little pub in the athletic. Yeah, now they Hamilton. It was. Them. I figured it was just Doc that was the one that. Hey, you know, Des Moines has it pretty well. He gets yeah. over here quite often. No, Brian Hamilton. Brian, this is not the Brian Hamilton that wrote in Lincoln Journal Star, is it? Or, I don't believe the, so. Uh, where was he at Lincoln or the Omaha paper? Uh, this is Brian Hamilton. I think he was with SI for a number of years. Oh, He's been be all over. One, he was on the Notre Dame beat for yeah, a while. Yeah, it's a different one. Yeah. Uh, we'll come back, finish up the hour. We're going to start off hour number two. We're going to try and take a look at some of the local teams. By the way, eh, nobody cares about the Blue Jays. <laughs> I started, I shouldn't start. You see what they're doing to them? They got to go to Tampa. No, well, Dunedin. Bus. Yeah, Dunedin. Where's the Where's the pandemic at its absolute worst right now? Florida. Yeah, send the send the uh, the squad down there. Go Buffalo ahead. wouldn't work. Don't get it. Anyways, well, they can't get into Canada. That's the whole thing. I don't think they can get in. They can't get in. Buffalo's not in Canada. No, I know it's not in Canada. I know very well. Uh, we will finish out the hour. Uh, talk some twins with Nick Nelson. And then uh, we'll talk, uh, well, we'll go around the world of sports with our friend Zubin Mahente. Miller and Condon till noon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 102. Welcome back, Miller and Condon. Final couple of minutes here of the first hour of the program. Talk some twins to start off hour number two. Uh, and then Zuba Mahente. Beaverdale uh, has their farmer's market tonight from 4 until 7.30, located at Franklin Middle School. They ask that you please remember to wear your mask. What else? I think that's the only Tuesday event, Trent Condon. Going to hear a lot about farmers markets on these airways throughout the summer months. Is and you hit one up. Last I did week. last Tuesday. I did last Tuesday. You know we're going now. Week from my wife wants to go see waterfalls. I remind her we live in Iowa. Waterfalls. I don't know. She's never been into waterfalls well, that I'm aware of. You have promised a Hawaiian vacation that has yeah that didn't not happen. come into fruition. Some twenty actually, years later, you know what? We were supposed to be there about right now. Really? Yeah, maybe last week we were going in. We actually had the tickets and a place rented. Um, but there's a waterfall by Webster City. Apparently, it's going to be a little haul for you. How far is Webster City? I thought it was close. Hour and a half. Oh, well, from Ankeny, maybe an hour. Not bad. Not bad. Anyway, nice drive. Check <laughs> out the corn. You can let us know how it's growing. Well, normally this time of year, all the guys are banking points for the football season, right? right? So the farmer's market, scratch that off, put a little points in the bank. The, the waterfalls water... of a I sure hope I get to spend these points. 
Hour two coming up. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM.